if he's been good to you, just give him a shout and a clap of praise. from my life that he has been so good to me. I love that God is never late. He's always right on time. And whatever he does, it's perfect. Come on, somebody. Every hand lifted. Hosanna. Blessed be Hosanna. Hosanna. What an amazing season we are in. As today we celebrate Palm Sunday, Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. They're waving palm branches and saying, Hosanna! 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 Come on, let's just say that now. Say, Hosanna! 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 Woo. I'm grateful for Jesus. I'm thankful for Jesus. Hosanna. Hosanna. God is so faithful. If he's faithful to you, one more time, just give him a shout of praise. If you're new here and you're looking for a quiet church, we're probably not it. Come on, somebody. But we got to just praise Jesus. My Bible says if we don't praise him, the rocks will cry out. And no rock is going to outpraise me. He's been too good, too faithful, right on time. He's always faithful. Come on. We are heading into next week is Resurrection Sunday. I am so excited. I'm also excited for Good Friday. It's gonna be it's gonna be a powerful time, and uh, we are gonna we're praying for healing on Good Friday, and I want everyone to invite someone for Good Friday and Sunday. You know, bring a friend. This is gonna be a wonderful time. We are believing God's gonna move supernaturally. Tell your neighbor, say I'm inviting someone next weekend. Tell your other neighbor, I'm inviting somebody. Before you. Before you're seated, just one moment. I just got to say, 
I am so amazed at what God is doing here at this church. If you're new here, you need to get plugged in. Make sure you go to Growth Track after the service. It's going to be upstairs today in the upper classroom. But God is doing some amazing things. And uh, we had a ton of people out on the streets yesterday going into the highways and byways here in Whittier, sharing the good news of Jesus, praying for people. Just amazing. They're, they're putting uh, invite cards on people's doors. Come on. Inviting people to next weekend, which I love. And how many people ended up getting saved? 21 people gave their life to Jesus. That gets us excited here. Because that means someone's getting to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. That gets me fired up. Mm. I, I, I got so much to preach today that I want to just be obedient to that. But you can be seated and tell your neighbor, say, Jesus loves you. And can we give our amazing worship team a big hand? Now, next week, if you, uh, if you come to the 6 p.m. service next Sunday, nobody will be here. So make sure you come to the 11 a.m. next week and, and bring a friend. And uh, make sure you come early because we are expecting uh, a lot of people. So we just want to be, uh, you know, if, if you need, uh, we want to make sure you get your good parking spot and all that kind of stuff. So make sure that uh, you get here early so you can get your seat because I think it's, it's going to be really uh, packed next week. So we want to we just uh, think through that as we move forward. Amen. That's, amen? Amen. I got to tell you, I'm so excited for next week. I, I can't let everything out that's happening, uh, but we, we have some things that are in store that the kids are just going to have an amazing time, and uh, I'm not going to tell you everything that's happening there, but you got to bring your neighbor's kids. You know, don't kidnap them, of course. Just bring them, ask the, you know, uh, ask the parents, invite them as well. I heard, Pastor Shalom, that there's a choir. We have a choir next week. Is that right? So, uh, two things I love in church. When you preach back to me, and choirs. Come on, somebody. Pastor Brian loves choirs. I love it. Come on, somebody. I just absolutely adore it. I love it. I just love when people praise God. There's something that stirs in my spirit when we praise Jesus together. And so I'm so excited. I've asked to join the choir this year. I was denied again. But hopefully next year I will make the cut. Amen. I'm going to keep trying. You know. You don't give up. Come on. Thank you. Thank you for the 20 people that are encouraging me not to give up. If you have your Bible, turn to John chapter 12. As we celebrate this amazing Palm Sunday, I am so excited that we get to celebrate Jesus. And as you go to John chapter 12, I'm going to start at verse 12, and we're going to go from there. So when you have your Bible, it says this. If you actually have a Bible, hold it up. I, I don't ask this that much anymore. Man, look at so many people actually have a paper Bible. Go ahead. Come on. 
If you have a phone, a Bible on your phone, lift up your phone too. All right. Everyone under 40. Come on, somebody. I'm joking. I'm joking. Bad joke. Amen. Pray for me too. My mother-in-law has been here for a week. I promised I wouldn't tell any mother-in-law jokes today. But uh, I'm very tempted, and I'm not going to do it, though. I have restraint. Come on. But pray for me. We're eating, uh, we're eating twigs. And uh, they're very delicious twigs. But uh, my mother-in-law loves to cook very healthy food. And so praise the Lord. Yeah. We eat twigs, berries, arugula. Arugula is a new one for me. How many like arugula? I hate arugula. Right. I don't even know why anyone would ever want to eat arugula. If they ask me what kind of lettuce I like, I like that iceberg. Come on, somebody. With a lot of dressing. All right, it reads like this. The next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna, blessed is, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it as it is written. Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him and that they had done these things to him. Therefore, the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of his tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. For this reason, the people also met him because they heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, you see that... You are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Let us pray. Lord, I pray that I decrease and you increase. I pray that people leave here different than the way they came in. I pray that lives are changed forever today. I pray, Lord, that you take full control of this service. In Jesus' name, everyone say amen. Say amen one more time. I love this. I absolutely love Palm Sunday. I love, love, love when we worship Jesus. I love it. I love praising Jesus. I love worshiping Jesus. I could preach on praise and worship all the days of my life. There is a power when you learn how to praise God. There is a victory when you learn how to praise God. And I'm, I'm, I just want to say a few things that God really has been stirring. It's interesting how Jesus, the last thing he did was raise Lazarus from the dead before he does this triumphal entry. And it's amazing because I believe Jesus is making a very powerful statement that he has conquered death. And I want to tell you today, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, there, death does not have a sting on your life. We have conquered because of Jesus. We will spend eternity with him in paradise. Death, where is your sting? I love that about Jesus.
We have life and life abundantly in Jesus. Growing up, I was so afraid of death. I no longer fear death. I no longer fear it because I have the revelation that I will spend eternity with him. And when you have that revelation of heaven, there's something that just is amazing about it. And I'm here to tell you, if you are afraid of death, let me give you a peace of mind. If Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, there is nothing to fear. Because I'm here to tell you, you will spend eternity with him. And there's nothing like being in his presence. There's nothing like worshiping him. Can I get a loud amen? I, I, I just want to hit on this a little bit. But if you have your Bibles, I, I, I want to turn to Leviticus 23:40, And it, it's one of the things the Lord commands for one of his feasts. And I just want to read this. And you shall take for yourself on the first day the fruit of of beautiful trees, branches of palm trees, the boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. Now, I love this. I want to just put a picture of a palm tree up. Here in California, we don't need to know what a palm tree is. They're just beautiful, aren't they? It is a picture of beauty, strength. It's upright. It's it has a feeling to me of the beach and peace, victory. There's something amazing about a palm tree. So in this scripture, it says, praise them with palm trees, these palm leaves, the branches of them. Go, go. And he also praise them with the willow. Willows. Go to the willow tree. Put that up. Do we have a? Now that looks sad to me. It looks like tears. I'd rather see a palm tree than a willow tree, personally. But it's interesting that God says, I want you to praise me with the palms and the willows. There comes a time where not everything in life will feel like a palm tree. There's some times where you have to praise him with the willows. You have to learn to praise him when things are going great. When you're walking in victory, when you're walking in strength, when you're walking in the anointing, and you got to learn to praise him when things aren't going so good. See, he's the same God when things are going good, and also the same God when things are going bad. You got to learn that Jesus deserves the praise when you're on the mountaintop, and he also deserves the praise in the valley. The Bible says he's the God of the mountains and of the valleys. He's the God of the palm trees and the willow trees. There comes a time where you have to get past just praising God when things are going good. You have to learn how to praise him when things are going bad. You have to learn to praise him when everything isn't going your way. It's easy to praise God when you got everything together. Come on, somebody. When you're coming to church and you got your new car, you're looking good. Your wife, come on, somebody, put her makeup on. You feel good. Come on, somebody. But there's a come times you got to praise God when your wife comes to church with you in her pajamas. Come on, somebody. You're not always going to have it together. But you got to learn to praise him with the palm branches 
Palm branches, what a statement. Victory. When I see a palm tree, I think victory. You've made it. Come on, somebody. You're on the beach sipping lemonade. Come on, somebody. The willow tree, though, so sad. And so many people could only praise him with palm trees, with palm branches. They don't know how to pray, praise him with willow branches. I want to encourage someone today that isn't in a good season, but you came to church today. Maybe you don't have some palm branches. Maybe you got some willow branches. But I want to encourage you, praise them with the willows just like you would with the palms. Can I get a loud amen in the house of God? Can I get a loud amen? I love this picture of heaven. Revelation 7 verse 9 says this. After these things I looked and behold a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes with palm branches in their hands. I love this. We're going to have palm branches in heaven. That's what the Bible says. Worshiping Jesus. Worshiping the King of glory. I don't know about you, but if you don't like praising him here on earth, you're not going to enjoy heaven too much. Because that's what we do in heaven. Come on, somebody. We praise him. We worship him. And I just got to tell someone, you've been going through hell. God showed me there's some people here today that's been going through hell. You've been walking through a season of hell. But God says, if you will praise me, even in your season of hell, I will turn everything around for the good. There's power in your praise. There is power in your praise. Your praise is a weapon. Hosanna, I love this. Hosanna, save us. Hosanna is a prophetic praise that brings your future into alignment with the revelation of God. When you praise God, it begins to shape your future. Mm. When you praise God, it begins to change a few things. Let me just say it again. When you praise God, there's more power to it than you think. A, your eyes are off the problem. Come on, somebody. And your eyes are focused on the problem solver. When I praise God, something happens. When my wife prays God, something happens. I mean, when we praise at our house, the neighbors hear us praise. We will dance. We will shuck. We will jive. We will we'll bounce off the walls. Come on, somebody. Because you know why? It does something to my future. When I praise him, it begins to change something. Because there is power in praise. When you begin to focus more on Jesus than everything around you, it has to change your future. When you focus on Jesus than the circumstance around you, it has to change your future. Praise has a power. You want to see your future change? You want to see your kids transformed and changed? Start praising God for what he's about to do before he even does it. Woo! High five your neighbor and say, I'm getting ready to praise. Now, I want to just explain. Jesus rode in on a donkey. 
there's a difference between a donkey and a horse. There is. Let me tell you, he rode in on a donkey, but the next time he's coming, he's coming with a horse. And let me explain the difference. Donkey is always a symbol of obedience and peace. A horse is always a symbol of power, conflict, and war. Because when people go to war, they don't go with donkeys. Back in those days, nobody's taking a donkey to war. Can I get a loud amen? High five, you never say, I ain't taking no donkey to war. But I'm taking a horse to war. It's interesting that Jesus comes in on this triumphal entry on a donkey. Obedience and peace. He's doing the Father's business. He's fulfilling the word. He's being obedient. The next time he comes, the Bible says, he's coming on a horse with fire in his eyes and a sword in his hand. And he ain't coming for peace. Come on, somebody. You got to know the difference. And there's something so amazing about understanding this amazing animal Jesus comes in on, on this donkey. And I want you to understand this. There's difference, too, between him being king and Lord. See, as we understand the word king, we think of it a king of a nation. And Jesus is the king of kings, the Bible says. But he's also the Lord of lords. I'm here to tell you, there's a lot of people across the world that say they're a king. I shouldn't say a lot. There's some people that say they're a king or a leader of a nation. Jesus is the king of kings, but he's also the Lord of lords. I love this about Jesus. If you just see him as a king, you miss his fullness. He's not just a king, he's also a Lord. He's also the only one that we have salvation through. He's also the only one that has power ultimate power in his hands it is jesus who is the king of kings at the same time the lord of lords i don't know but that makes me want to shout because he's in charge of my kingdom that i belong to but he also rules everything else can i get a loud amen he also owns everything else now let me get to the point i really felt like the lord was speaking to me about if you have your Bible, go to Luke 19, verse 28 says this. Actually, let's go to verse 30. Saying, go into the village opposite you, where as you enter, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Loose it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you why you are loosing it, thus you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went their way and found it just as he said to them. But as they were loosening the colt, the owners of it said to them, why are you loosening the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of him. Then they brought him to Jesus and they threw their own clothes on the colt and they set Jesus on him. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. 
I, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me yesterday, and this is the title of my message. The Lord has need of it. And all the years I've been preaching on Palm Sunday, all the years that the Lord has been giving me revelation on this day, the one people I've never really taken a good look at was the owners of the donkey. And it began to speak to me so loudly yesterday. Their lives, I don't know their names. I'm assuming it was a family. But the Bible doesn't say much. But something I found absolutely amazing is the Lord had need of it. And they said yes. Because obviously they did because they had, the, the disciples used the donkey. Now I want you to see this. There's something powerful when you have a yes in your spirit. Let me say it again. There's something powerful when there's a yes in your spirit for the things of God. There's something so supernatural, so amazing when God's kingdom comes knocking on your door and you have a yes in your spirit. That donkey was made for God. That donkey was made for the Lord for that day. No one had ever sat on it. This is absolutely amazing. And I began to get revelation after revelation. And what really spoke to me so loudly is, the Lord knows exactly where your provision is. Let me say it again to somebody. The Lord knows where your provision is. The Lord knows exactly where your provision is. Let me tell you, He provides. I got countless stories of the Lord providing. Over the years of I've served Jesus, I've taken radical steps of faith, and I've needed the Lord to provide. I'm actually a radical giver. I am not a giver. I am an absolute radical giver. My wife is a radical giver. I believe in radical giving. You know why? Because it does something to you. It changes you. And it allows your trust and hope and future not to be based on what you can do, but based on who he is. When there's a yes, let me just speak, preach this. See, we got so many Christians walking around with a no in their spirits. When the kingdom of God comes knocking, they don't do anything for God. See, I got a word for you. Maybe you were given the donkey you were given for such a time as this because the Lord has need of it. I need to tell someone, maybe you're working at the job you're working at, getting the paycheck you're getting, doing exactly what you're doing because the Lord has need of what you have. See, the Lord has need of some things, and he's saying, I've, I've equipped you. You're not the owner of the donkey. You're just a steward of the donkey. I can't imagine how blessed those people that had that donkey were after they gave it to the disciples. Now, the Bible doesn't say, but I can just imagine. I can just picture every blessing... That donkey, they raised it, they nurtured it, they took care of it. No one sat on it. And they came to town saying, they just started taking it. And it's amazing how Jesus did this. Go back, please. It's amazing. Go to verse 31. If anyone asks you, Jesus knows someone's going to ask them. Jesus knows everything. 
Let me just pause here for a second because that should have been a better amen. Let me just give you some basic theology. Come on, somebody. Jesus knows everything. God knows everything. There's nothing that surprises God. If you, if, you, if you got a situation right now that you think surprises God, you're wrong. God knows everything. So he's telling them that this for a reason. He says, if anyone asks you, why are you loosing it? Thus you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of it. I love that. So as they were sent, I want you to see this. There's something you have that the Lord has need of. There's something you have that the Lord has need of. Now, God's not poor. God owns everything. He's looking for some people that have a yes in their spirit. There's some people that need to have a yes in their spirit. I remember the first time I radically gave. Several years ago, the Lord spoke to me and my wife to give everything we had. Now, if you would talk to financial managers, if you would talk to your mama, come on somebody. Some of your financial managers are your mama. Mama always wants to tell you what to do with your money. Come on, somebody. You got to save it for a rainy day. You got to do this. And I'm not, I'm not knocking any of that. God spoke to me so clearly to give everything we had. Everything. And we obeyed. And when we obeyed, I couldn't just explain what happened. It was so amazing how God provided everything. It did not, God didn't just provide. God began to move supernaturally in our lives. Like I can't, e I mean, I, I don't even do justice testifying. But if we didn't have a yes in our spirit, we missed out. We would have missed out on some amazing things. You know, we radically gave. And then a couple weeks later, we get a phone call to go to L.A. Was it Presbyterian or Hollywood Presbyterian? I'm not sure. And they say there's a baby there that's just been abused, and we need help. And he was a twin, and the father murdered the, his twin brother, and he's been in the hospital for a couple months. It's amazing. When we got the call, we looked back to when we radically gave. And it was the exact, <laughs> I can't tell you how God, good God is. It was the exact time when he went into the hospital, that little baby, and his life was on the line. We gave radically that day. Now I'm here to tell you, I got you to understand this. I need someone to understand this. Radical giving produces some radical results. And I'm here to tell you, that little boy's now been with us for a couple years. And we are in the process now of adopting him. And we radically gave. Now you got to hear this. 
We radically gave. Next thing you know that happens is he's in the hospital. They're saying he's probably not going to make it. What's amazing is we radically gave. (laughs) On Easter morning two years ago, that little boy who hadn't opened his eyes since he was beaten, opened his eyes on Easter Sunday morning. I told Natalie, if we wouldn't have radically gave, we would have missed that miracle. See, you don't understand. There has to be a yes. The owners of that donkey could have missed something very special. They, they, they had, they were fashioned, made to raise this donkey to give to the Lord. Made for it. You are made for something. But if there's a no in your spirit, and let me tell you, Christians are great at no's. We specialize in no's. Come on, somebody. No, need to pray some more. You haven't prayed at all. No, I need to fast and pray. Tell me the last time you fasted and prayed. Come on, somebody. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Come on, somebody. And you ain't going to fast and pray about this anyways. It's what we just say to get out of things. A lot of Christians do that. Well, I'm going to fast and pray. No, you're not. Some of you aren't. That's the truth. And there needs to be a yes in your spirit. I'm trying to get you to walk in something you've never walked in. I'm trying to get you to experience something you never experienced. I'm trying to let you see something that you've never seen before. But you can't experience it with a no in your spirit. The only way you can experience is when the kingdom comes knocking. When the kingdom comes knocking, there's a yes in your spirit. And there will come a day when the kingdom of God comes knocking at your door and says, The Lord has need of it. What you've been saving up, the Lord has need of it. Why? I want to show you some pictures. This is why the Lord has need of it. Just throw up some pictures from our crusades. This girl, let me tell you this. I love Jimmy. Look at Jimmy right there. If Jimmy's here, give Jimmy a big hand clap. Come on. That girl couldn't walk. Jimmy carried her on the stage. Next picture, please. They pray for Pastor Bill, Jimmy. This girl hasn't walked. Next thing you know, this girl starts taking some steps. Do we have the video? I show this all the time, but it's worth showing. She's never walked. She had to be carried on the stage. resurrection mission seed last year God spoke to her I'm using her because God spoke to her so clearly God told her to give everything she had see the Lord had need of what she had not just for Tona 
but for this little girl. So God, kingdom of God comes knocking on Tona's door. Knock, knock, knock. Tona has a yes in her spirit. And next thing you know, it doesn't just change Tona's life. It changes that little girl's life. Come here, Tona. Come here. Bring Joey. Tona gave everything she had last year. Now, you don't realize this, but I realize this. Pastor Joey, always mix their names together for some reason. I call them Toey and Joey. and uh, But Tona and Joey, Tona gave everything. Everything she had. She changed that girl's life. Also, she gave early that year. On Good Friday, she didn't know this, but Joey was going to propose to her at church on the Good Friday service, and she didn't even know it. Now, if you got, you know, some of you single ladies should be cheering a little more for Tona. Come on, somebody. What's amazing is this girl sowed everything, and it impacted her life, and now it's impacting that little girl's life, and it's impacting this little guy's life right here. Touch that belly again. I told Tony, she's like 3XL now. Come on, somebody. See, you think giving is something insignificant or something we just do with. Don't go anywhere. You think it's insignificant. It's not. When the kingdom comes knocking on your door, you got to be obedient. And there will come a time where the kingdom comes knocking. And what you do when that happens will change your life, will change that young lady's life, will also shape some things in the future. Now, I got to tell you, a lot of people don't understand how radical a yes is because it doesn't make sense. Sometimes a radical yes makes no sense. And I'm not telling people they need to give everything, but you need to be obedient to the kingdom. Because the kingdom is knocking. And I want you to understand this here today is, let me show you some other pictures. This young man never talked his entire life. Because someone here, let me pull up Vanessa. Now, I'm not... What's amazing, come here, Vanessa. I know these stories because I've had the privilege of talking to these wonderful people. Vanessa, how long have you been saved? Somebody get her a mic. Somebody get her a mic. Is there a mic? Do we have a mic? How many years? Three years this week. So Vanessa got saved three years this week. I watched Vanessa last year. 
Now, Vanessa isn't wealthy by any stretch of the imagination, at least that I know of. Do you have a few millions set aside somewhere? No. She gave everything she had during resurrection mission season because God spoke to her. Now, I want you to understand this. It changed his life. Can we show another picture? It changed that young man's life. It changed that young man's life. Do we have the kid that was blind? I love him. It, and it changed that young man's life. See, that young man was blind. Show the next picture. His eye went to the left. Now he can see. And so... I know when you talk about giving, it doesn't really get everybody all jumpy and excited, but it should. Vanessa gave everything. Everything. There wasn't a penny left in her bank account. And this is what God did for her. So God blessed others, but also blessed her. Vanessa was going to Valor Christian College. She completed a two-year program in one year. Vanessa owed a lot of money to Valor Christian College. Because even when you complete a two-year program in one year, you still owe for the two years. Go ahead with your mathematics, Pastor Brian. <laughs> Vanessa got her college completely free. Let me tell you, it was a lot more money than she had in her bank account. Now, go ahead, Vanessa. Vanessa called Vanessa talked to me this week. Vanessa goes, Pastor Brian, another blessing has happened to me. I said, tell me, Vanessa. She goes, someone has offered to buy me a car. They told me I could get a brand new car and they would pay my payments. Or I could get a nice used car and it would be totally mine. And then she goes, it even gets better. Someone else offered to pay my car insurance. Come on. When she was obedient, when the kingdom came knocking, it changed that family's life. It blessed her life, changed her life. See, there's too many people walking around with a no in their spirits, and they get what they, mm, they don't get the thing God has for them, because to get what the thing God has for you, there has to be a yes in your spirits. When the disciples come and say, whose donkey, why are you loosening this donkey? Because the Lord has need of it. I'm here to tell you today, the Lord has need of things you have. You've been saving up something, the Lord has need of it. Because there's lives that need to be changed and transformed. It takes money to see the kingdom of God advanced. Every time we do something, it takes money. And the Lord has need of it because there's lives in the balance. The Lord has need of your talent. And some of you are very talented people. But you have it, you've been putting your talent underneath, underneath a table. Come on, somebody. You know how to let your light shine. You need to let God begin to use the talent he's given you with. 
Well, I don't got time. Make time. Make time. Make time. Make time. Come here, Jonas. I brag on him. Jonas gave radically. AJ, come here. AJ gave radically. Both of these guys gave radically. And God blessed them with increase in their job, financial provision with increase. They got, let me tell you what that means. They got raises. Come on, somebody. Now, they buy me Starbucks all the time because of their raises. I'm blessed because of their raises. Can I get a loud amen? I'm here to tell you, the yes changes things. Those owners of that donkey spoke to me 2,000 years later. Yesterday, their yes challenged me. It challenged me. They spoke to me. They spoke to me from 2,000 years in the past. Because they could have said, that's my donkey. You ain't getting it. And so many of us, that's what we say. That's mine. No, God, you can't have that. You can't have my tithe. You can't have my offering. I'm not going to give to that resurrection mission. You can't have it. And what you miss out on is something so powerful. You're missing out on the kingdom of God exploding into your life. Because it's not about the money. It's about the yes. It's not about, because God's going to go to someone else and speak to them, and they're going to say yes. It's not about the yes. It's about the no in your heart. And the no in your heart is saying, I don't trust God. The no in your heart is saying, God, I can't do this. Because I don't know if you're going to provide another donkey. I don't know if you're going to provide something else. I got to tell you, when we did it, to see that little boy now, he jumps. He, he does all sorts of stuff. He hits me. Come on, somebody. Sometimes very hard. And I'm here to tell you, what a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. I've seen so many young people radically give. Now, all these people haven't been saved forever. It's something happens. Let me preach to some older saints. I think I might fall in that category now. Let me preach if you've been saved a little longer than 20 years. When you're seasoned, come on somebody. That's a nice way of saying old. Tell your neighbor, say you're old. Tell the other neighbor, say you're seasoned, come on. It's definitely better to say seasoned. The longer you're saved, Sometimes we experience things or we see things that mess us up. And then something happens where we let it affect us and we stop trusting God. 
because we've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. But I've also seen God do too many amazing things. It, it's, it's what perspective are you going to see? Because we all can see the negative. It's easy to see the negative. You watch stuff out there now and you see about you know, this church or that church or this person, that person. But what you don't see a lot is when people are fed that are starving. When you see Christians moving when natural disaster happens to be the first on the scene to pray with people. What you don't see is men and women leaving their families and going to Africa and spending their life reaching an unreached people group. What you don't always see is people leaving L.A. and heading to El Salvador and going into a gang-infested area, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, feeding the poor, giving out gifts, loving on children to see souls saved. I'm here to tell you, it's easy to see the negative. And it's easy to get to know in your spirit. That's where you have to learn to guard your heart. Because I know this kingdom has power. I know my Jesus is worthy of all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. I know my Jesus changes lives. I know my Jesus heals the sick. I know my Jesus delivers people out of drug addiction, alcoholism. He is a deliverer. I've seen God do too much to doubt him now, and I'm not going to look at the glass half empty. What I'm going to see is the miracle working power of God running through my life time after time there's a yes in my spirit that just won't leave and if God says do it I'll do it because I trust in him and I trust in him alone I don't care how much bad I've seen I've seen too much good I've seen God move too many times I've seen God do it too many times and God's never the one that did the bad we live in a flawed world where people need grace and redemption. We serve a Jesus. When there's a yes in your spirit, look at Pastor Bill. Come here, Pastor Bill. I picked on him last week. Come on, give Pastor Bill a hand. Last week I messed up his hair, so I wanted to... This has nothing to do with my message. Come on, somebody. <laughs> a couple years ago, we were meeting. Pastor Bill said yes when I said, hey, don't fix your hair. You look good. Pastor Bill said yes to going overseas. It also, come here, Pastor Rob. Pastor Rob said yes. Someone's got it. And Natalie, come here. She said yes. Pastor Alba, come here. Pastor Nally and Pastor Rob said, well, we still got to have church while we're doing these mission trips. And they said yes to stay here, which is a big deal. Come on, somebody. You're not a yes to stay here. You're over here. <laughs> Pastor Alba said yes to go. But when there's a yes in your spirit, there's a blessing. And I'm here to tell you, we got too many no's in our spirits. The kingdom comes knocking, and you miss your opportunity. And you wonder why you're where you're at now. 
Because Jesus comes and he's unloosening that donkey. And you say, why are you doing that? He says, I have use of it. And you say, well, I do too. I need it. I need it. How do I pay my bills? How do I do this? God says, I'll take care of you. Trust me. I'll provide for you. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. Vanessa's got a college paid for. Vanessa got a brand new car. said yes they got a raise Joey and Tona's life have been changed forever you know I got to tell you this about Tona every year at Resurrection Mission Seed she would radically give now I don't know if she wants you to know this but I'm telling you she would radically give radically She'd be probably one of the top donors during that season. She'd radically give. And I watched every year God take her to another level. And now, look at her. When she started doing it, she was single. Now, she's on fire for Jesus. She preaches the gospel. She's married to one of my favorite pastors in the world, Pastor Joey. And now they're pregnant with child. And you know what's even more amazing? There's been so many words spoken over that child already that he would spend his life on the mission field serving Jesus. I want to nail this because there's too many people that say no to God. And it breaks my heart. And the first no that everyone always says, if you can get past the first no and you learn to say yes, the first test is always the money. The first test is your money. If you can't say yes and realize you're just a steward of it, you don't own it. See, let me just preach this a little bit. It's not God gave you your job. God owns your business. God is the Lord of your life. If you walk around tight-fisted with the resources God has allowed you to steward... You're never going to walk in the anointing for the miraculous. You won't. If you can't learn to release the resources God has allowed you to steward, how is God going to trust you with the gospel? How is God going to trust you with preaching it all over the world? If you can't 
give $10 every time you get 100 how's God going to use you to feed thousands? If you, got, if you can't be trusted every time you get $1,000 to give 100 how are you ever going to be trusted with the things that have value? If you can't be trusted with the money, yes, the resource, yes, you'll never be trusted with the stuff that has eternal value. Bill has a yes in his spirit. I love that about Bill. I love that about Pastor Alba. Yes in her spirit. I can say, Pastor Alba, the Lord has spoken to me. We're going to do this. And she always says, yes. Yes. There has to be a yes. A yes. And I'm telling you, there's so many miracles tied into this season. This is one of the seasons the Lord says, don't come to my house empty-handed. I want everyone to stand. I want, the, I want everyone to stay up here, though. The Lord knows where your provision is. God has given you something that one day the Lord will have need of. God prophetically spoke to me. I had an entirely different message yesterday. I wrote down the word the Lord gave me. I know most pastors wouldn't do this, but the boldness of the Lord came over me with this. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. Somebody watching or here in person, you have had a stretch of time where you stopped tithing. God says, tithe everything that belongs to me. The Lord says, if you will do it, God says, whatever you need me to do, I will perform it. God says to you, the devourer has come because you stopped giving. You stopped tithing. God says, if you will tithe, and you will give. He will break that curse of the devourer over you and your family. The tithe belongs to the Lord. Giving, we give. This is the season where Jesus gave, God gave his best, his only son, Jesus. This is that season. God gave his best. You stopped tithing because you were hurt, or you got upset, or you stopped giving. I am radical with my tithing and my giving. Every increase, I give it immediately because I know the favor and blessing behind it. I want everyone to lift your hands. I'm going to break a curse of poverty off someone today. You've been living in poverty too long. And this is the day as you re-engage with your tithing and giving.
God is going to break that curse off your life. Every hand lifted. This is for your children and your grandchildren. I break the no off your spirit. I break doubt. I curse fear. I come against anxiety and worry. I pray for a yes in your spirit. I pray that you learn to trust in Jesus. That your trust not be in the establishments of man or the governments or the kingdoms of men, but in the kingdom of God. I pray that you become a radical giver, a radical person that says yes to the kingdom of God when it comes knocking on your door. I come against lack. I come against lack in the name of Jesus. I come against it. God is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. He will provide everything you need. I declare provision. I decree it. This these people that are in the sound of my voice watching online will walk in the miracle working provision of God. You will not lack for nothing as you're obedient to God's word. You will never go without. God will be your source and your strength. I declare a fresh yes in your spirit. Not just for your life, but for the others it impacts. For people you don't know, for your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. For the kingdom of God to be advanced on planet Earth. Yes. 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 The Lord has need of it. If the Lord has need of it, allow me to be the steward of it. Because that's how God works. He gives it to someone to steward for when the time comes, he will have need of it. We don't own it, we steward it. I break every lie that it's yours. I come against every lie that it's yours and you own it. You are the great steward of it that the Lord has used. You're not the owner, you're the steward. And I declare it in Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand clap. All right, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you need Jesus to be your savior, if you need him to be your savior, if you need to surrender to Jesus right now, you need to rededicate your life to Jesus. Slip your hand open now. Slip it up now. Say, that's me. I need to rededicate my life to Jesus. I need to surrender to Jesus today. I see that hand. I see that hand. Everyone repeat after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life and live. love you, Jesus.
Jesus' name. Amen. This is what I want to be, what God showed me yesterday. I want to just tell you what I saw as I was praying. Me and my wife, in the morning, we got a prophetic word from a friend of mine that lives in the middle of the country, in Nebraska. He called us and he gave Natalie a powerful word. And uh, I came into the church and began to pray. And the Holy Spirit showed me something. And he showed me, he showed me tens of thousands of people getting saved in El Salvador. And he showed me that I saw blind eyes opening. I saw deaf ears opening. I saw the lame walk. I saw God doing creative miracles. Like people getting new limbs and new organs and things they needed. I saw us feeding thousands upon thousands of people. I saw that this trip would trigger something that would sweep across Central and South America. A great revival that would bring thousands into the kingdom of heaven. I saw someone in church today that stopped tithing for a while. And I saw the Holy Spirit convict them. And with one check, they wrote a tithe for everything they owed God and then some. And then I saw this happen to them. God showed me that they were in a pit and in a horrible place. And I saw the hand of God released and deliver them out of that pit. And not just deliver them, but set their feet on a rock, an unmovable rock. That every time the enemy would come, the enemy would be defeated. I'm here to tell someone today. That Jesus, if you trust in Jesus, I've trusted in Jesus my whole life since being saved. My moment from getting saved, I've only I only know one way to do this. I'm a man of faith. It's how I live. And I love it. There's nothing like it. And I want the ushers to come down. And I want to take up the tithe and offering. And I want to pray over this. Because I believe some things are going to break as we give. I know people tell you not to preach about tithes and offerings on Sunday morning. But I really don't care what they say. If God tells me to do it, I'll preach it. I've, I've stopped caring what people think a, a long time ago. It always goes through a stage as a pastor. You care about what people think, and you care about this, and you cry at night, you know what I mean, when people treat you bad. I don't know if I ever really did that, but I, I, I don't care what people say. I don't care if people walk out. It doesn't, never bothers me because you have to be obedient to God. You're not going to go to heaven, and Jesus says, you know, so-and-so really got upset when you preached the word really disappointed in you. He will never say that. 
if you preach the truth, that's what God is looking for. And so we're going to give. And we're going to tithe. And some people are going to give their resurrection mission seed. And I know we'll start taking that up. People have already been giving it. And I know there's ways to give online and all that. But if you're giving online, I even want you to grab an envelope today. And I want everyone to grab at least one envelope. Whether you can give right now or not, just grab it. Because we're all going to give to resurrection mission seed next week. Because God gave his best in Jesus. But I want us to lift it all up, all of us together. And I want all the pastors here, go grab it. Everyone that's up here on stage, grab one and come back. And give me one. everyone to lift up your envelope and if you are preparing a gift today or your resurrection seed or your tithe right now just begin to do that but I want to pray that God can trust you with wealth not to own it, but to steward it for the kingdom of God. So many here today that will be blessed with great wealth, but not to own it, but to steward it. We are stewards for the kingdom. We are stewards. But if you can't release, if you can't release it when the kingdom comes knocking, you will not be able to steward it. The Lord has need of it. Every envelope open. I break every hold of the devil. I break every past experience of lack. I break every past experience of not having enough. I break every past experience that hurts you because not having enough resources. I curse a lie that comes from the pit of hell about money, and I declare, if God has given it to you, you are a steward of it. And one day the Lord will have need of it, and you will have a yes in your spirit. And I declare freedom over your finances. I declare victory over your finances. I declare joy over your finances. There is a new freedom coming to someone right now. There's a new joy coming to someone right now. Money no longer owns you. You steward it. And God will take care of every need. God will give you the desires of your heart. Now they pray right now. of our voice. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that there's an anointing here for obedience, breakthrough, freedom, and victory. Jehovah Jireh, you will provide everything for every one of your children and for kingdom purposes. 
Lord, for what's to come, the souls that will be saved, the miracle-working power of Jesus, that you're going to begin to trust in the hands of those that are releasing for the first time in radical obedience to give. There will be great rewards. We call it forth in manifestation. We call forth every provision from heaven to be made manifest on earth, in our lives, in our families, for your glory for kingdom advancement, for souls to be saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Everyone say amen. All right, as the ushers go past, I want to just say this one last thing. When you are a blessing, it's a river. It will flow. When you learn to say yes, it's a river. But if you don't, you end up, it's like a pond. You're only going to get what you get. I just declare a river of blessing to follow you and your family. And there's testimony after testimony after testimony of what God has done. I, I didn't even share these testimonies good enough. And I didn't even know I was going to do it. But I'm here to tell you today, when the kingdom of God says, comes knocking, when the kingdom of God says, I need this, I pray that you will say yes. Give Jesus a big shout of praise if you're willing to do that. All right, real quick, I want everybody standing up. I want everybody to lift their hands and just begin to say Hosanna. 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 He's worthy of all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Come on, let's just worship him right now. Hosanna, Hosanna. Come on, worship him, come back. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed be the one that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. I'm here to tell you. Today is a day that we praise Jesus. Amen. You can never outgive God. Right? Alright. I, I got I want the worship team as we just begin to praise God. I'm, Pastor Rob's gonna come up and just give a few announcements. Alright, let's praise God then while we'll Pastor Rob come up. Come on.
or excuse me, Resurrection Sunday, we have one united, powerful service. But if you haven't heard yet, we have baptisms that are getting ready to happen. Come on, somebody. It's the next step in your spiritual journey with God. If you've already given your heart to Jesus, baptism is a way that we publicly declare what God has already done on the inside. You can go to CR.City slash events and sign up there. If you know somebody that would love to get baptized, please get them there, sign them up. What an incredible opportunity to see God do something again. God bless you. We love you. If you need prayer for anything at all, pray with you. Would you join us back here tonight at 6 p.m.? Help us take back Sunday night and celebrate with Jesus again. God bless you.